Good day, good day, and welcome once again to the kitchen table. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing there, where you are and whatever time it might be, I want to thank you for taking these few minutes to join me here at the kitchen table for Fika with Arctic Eric. Yep, this is Arctic Eric, and we're looking forward to chatting here today First Timothy again uh, at the kitchen table. This time it's First Timothy and again chapter 1, but it's verses 15, 16, and 17. If you've not heard the discussion we had here at the kitchen table uh, about First Timothy chapter 1, verse 14, you would, might want to join that conversation as well. Okay, here we go. Verse 15, again, First Timothy chapter 1. There is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, I'm looking forward to to digging into this with you here for a few minutes at, at the kitchen table. This first phrase, Paul is declaring that what he's going to say is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. You know, I think from time to time we need to reflect on what do we really, really trust in? As a Christian, of course, we're trusting in Christ. But what about trusting in him as the word? He is the word that became flesh. And do we actually trust and fully accept not only what Christ has spoken in the Gospels, but what others who were led and inspired and anointed by the Holy Spirit to write, such as Paul, do we really, in the depth of our being, trust what is written to the point where we would stake our lives upon it? Because we do. And do we, in fact, accept fully with all of our being that which is written? It doesn't say understand it all, but accept it. Be willing to be shown by the Holy Spirit the depth of that which Christ has done. So here's a trustworthy saying, Paul says, that deserves full acceptance. Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, came into the world to save sinners. You know, in the time we live where people are all considered basically good out there in the secular world, it's hard for, for many to accept that they are a sinner, and because of that, there would be no need that this God we talk about send a remedy for sin. Because we all make mistakes. We're all just human, etc., etc. We'll say anything but to say, I have sinned. 
But Christ came into the world to save sinners. So if the person isn't willing to acknowledge a need, then they're not going to be open for the solution to the need. But the solution for sin is Jesus Christ. That's why he came into the world. Look what Paul says. He's not looking just at you and me and everyone around him at the time and all the sinners everywhere. He focuses it on himself and says, I'm the worst of all the sinners. But what is it that he did? Well, we can look back. He was a blasphemer. He persecuted the church. He was a violent man, and on and on and on. You say, well, I haven't done that. No, but you've done your share of things, just as I have. But he says, but, but for this very reason, I was shown mercy. For what reason? That I was a sinner in need of a Savior. But there's more. He showed mercy so that in me, now listen, so that in him and in you, in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience. Paul didn't say, because of God sending Christ to die for my sin, and I admit that I'm a sinner, and I'm going to do everything I can to show everyone patience. That isn't what he said. He said, so that Christ in you and Christ in me and Christ in Paul might display his immense patience. God's desire, Christ's Spirit in us, desires by the Holy Spirit to bear His transformational fruit in our lives. And one of them is patience. Not only patience toward us, but patience toward others. As an example, for those who would believe in Him, and believing in Him, receive eternal life. Trusting in Christ alone and receiving Christ, the eternal one, the eternal life. Let's think about this again and again here at the kitchen table. Christ desires in your life and mine to display through us his character, the fruit of his spirit, the Holy Spirit, the transformational power that is resident in the person of Jesus Christ who is resident in you and in me through the person of the Holy Spirit, that very same power that raised Christ from the dead for our justification. We were sinners. He was without sin, yet he died in our place. God raised him from the dead, crucified him on the cross, raised him from the dead for you and me, so that as we trust in him, we capitulate and surrender to Jesus, to his kingship, to his lordship, asking that his kingdom, his rule, and his reign come in and through our lives, that this immense, immense patience that has been shown to us will be expressed, be visible, be real to others as an example of his working in us so that they too might believe in him and receive eternal life. The focus is on Christ, the one who does all things well. Christ Jesus desires to display himself to you, in you, and through you for others. Verse 17, now to the eternal king, immortal, invisible, the only God, 
be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Listen, when it is God who's at work in you, when it's God who is completing that which has been begun in you, when it's God who is the empower and the source of all good things and goodness in and through your life, then it is to him alone that the honor and the glory belong forever and ever, because he alone is the king eternal forever and ever, immortal He's invisible. You say, how can I see Christ today? Well, open your Bible and look at Scripture, and you will not only see Christ, but he only did what the Father showed him, so you'll see the will of the Father. You'll see the Father through what Christ has done, and you can experience this invisible God flowing through you out to others as you're an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. An example of God's working in and through you. We are to endeavor to enter rest as God entered rest himself on that seventh day so that that which he began can continue in our lives as it is fueled and fed a fire through Scripture as Christ reveals himself to you through Scripture. That fire, not only does it burn brightly, but if yours has gone a little bit down, it will it, it, it bring life to that fire again, those flames again. Oh, merciful Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time at the kitchen table. Thank you, God, that all the honor and all the glory forever and ever belong to you and your Son, the King Eternal, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you today is my prayer. Good day.